0: Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to season four of Convert Central. Here in Convert Central, we bridge the gap between Muslims from all backgrounds in Singapore, regardless of whether you are a convert, born Muslim, or prospective Muslim. Our podcasts are uploaded on Mondays and Fridays, and our community events are held every month. Be sure to join us whenever you can, and let us know how we can do better on our social media platforms like Instagram or TikTok. Recommend any of your Convert friends to us so that they can share their stories via the forms you can find on our Instagram bio. So from all of us to you, we pray that this new season is enjoyable and beneficial. Assalamualaikum wa wabarakatuh. Welcome back to Convert Central. alhamdulillah, right now, we are in the middle of Ramadan. And uh, for those who are very, very intrigued by our first Ramadan stories, here's another one for you today. That's why we've had Asatizas come on our podcast. We've had born Muslims as well as converts come on our podcast to talk about their first Ramadan. And essentially, why we are sharing about first Ramadan experiences in our podcast this month is because we understand that Ramadan is a time where everyone a lot of people start coming back to Islam. Ramadan is a time where a lot of people take the opportunity, the blessings on Ramadan, to start, you know, practicing Islam or, or for converts to first practice their fast. And indeed, you know, sometimes it comes with a lot of challenges and not just with fasting, you know, in month r- of Ramadan, we have a lot of additional acts of worship that we do as well. And some of the du'as that we recite, some of the extra prayers that we do. And understandably, it can be a little bit overwhelming, you know. And definitely, uh, when when we start and we see everyone around us that they're already practicing, it seems like they are so far ahead, right? It seems like they're hard to catch. But remember, everyone starts somewhere and this is the month where we decided to catch the starting point of a lot of our guest speakers that have come on. Be it we are born Muslims, be it converts or be it even, you know, everyone has a starting point and believe me, everyone's starting point is filled with challenges itself. And even till right now, uh, we can be going to our 10th Ramadan. It will be filled with a different challenge every single Ramadan because we are tested according to our ability. So Alhamdulillah, today I'm happy to introduce another of our guest speaker, Brother Harold, uh, to come on to share about his first Ramadan. But since this is his first time on combat Central, I would just like to get him to share a little bit about his Convert story, his background before, inshallah, we dive into the topic of Ramadan. So please, Brother Harold.
1: Yes. Hello and, and thank you very much for taking the time here. Uh, I'm very honoured uh to To share my story here yeah? uh, and hopefully it will be valuable for some of the converts as well uh, who made uh, who planned to or who made through something like 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 uh, I did or I do um, uh, some backgrounds for myself uh, I'm originally from Germany um I have uh, converted two thousand and nine when I met uh, my wife. And, um, and when I met my wife she introduced me to yeah to Islamic belief. Um, I have participated in Darul Akram readings and sessions and after um, you know uh, learning about Islam I decided to actually do the conversion uh, and then afterwards subsequently, of course uh, get also married to my wife yeah? um, who is a born Muslim. Uh, after that we stayed a few years and lived a few years in Germany, eight years uh, altogether before we decided to um, move back for a short while to Singapore. We came back here 2017. 2017, uh, see how long we're going to stay. But yeah, this is uh, a little bit the, uh, the background from my Alhamdulillah.
0: side. Alhamdulillah. Thank you for sharing your story. So right now you're staying in Singapore. Uh, and I would just like to ask a question because I myself was wondering like, how is it like, being a Muslim in Singapore as compared to being a Muslim in Germany, like what are some differences that you have observed?
1: Yeah, I think I think being a Muslim here in Singapore, I think it's very an ideal environment. You get all those um, a lot of people like-minded people, a very um, aligned way of uh, the Islamic teaching as well, you know, um, and you get uh, a lot of things pre-prepared halal certification and things like that which make life as a muslim actually quite easy um in europe or in other parts of the world there is no halal certification you uh, you go in the restaurant you have to believe you ask is it halal and they say yes you have to believe it Uh, uh, you um, have many different uh, islamic streams uh, religions from uh, and, and mosques from differing parts of the world in Europe and Germany. Yeah? Uh, all te- teachings differ uh, and that was a very difficult part you know you go to a mosque from um, uh, uh, Moroccan people you go to a mosque of Saudi people you go to mosque of of, um, uh, of Turkish people and they have all some way different teachings uh, leading especially when you're a convert for first time to a lot of confusion uh, um uh, and um, and also in parts there's always political uh, topics playing into it yeah uh, um in all of these mosques it's not nice but um, this was very difficult so in the beginning it was very hard for me in germany to 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 sort things out uh, to get myself knowledge locally so I relied very much on my wife, um, and um, and and had to then encounter and and uh, myself and and find my way through the jungle in in, in Germany when it comes to finding uh, religious knowledge, and it, that's difficult, and that's very easy to find here, and makes it actually being a Muslim is is, is easier, I will call it, or becoming a Muslim here than than it is in Germany because of this uh, of the. Environment,
0: I would say. Yeah. MashaAllah, Allah. I, I was just thinking to myself, you know, like how, how lucky, how blessed am I, you know, to be able to learn Islam in Singapore? Uh, I, I spent about eight to 10 months away from Singapore in Perth as well. And it's the, exactly the same as you said, you know, it's hard to find halal food. Sometimes you go to a seafood restaurant, but you're not even sure if the food itself is halal. Uh, Then, if you want to have certified halal food, then there's only normally Turkish food, you know, or Middle East. Uh, no, cuisine, so. Yes. <laughs> All uh, yeah, you... or you just cook for yourself. You know, that's the only way you can ensure that it's halal.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and 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 yeah, hundred percent. You know, when it comes to the um learning of Islam as so, well, I, I think a lot of us in Singapore sometimes we forget to count our blessings. Also, like we always say that uh you know muis has a very tight control over the things that we teach uh you know there's there's a lot of like systemic processes in our community but i think you know it's it's a bigger wisdom that think about it like it's so easy for converts to come to islam in singapore because there's only one Uh, main authority that teaches Islam and and that authority is checked by many other boards to ensure that the teachings are correct you know, so as compared to other countries, I would 100% agree that we are blessed in Singapore, I'm a convert in Singapore and I'm blessed to be in Singapore, to be able to learn how to pick up Islamic practices without a lot of different uh, people telling me different versions of the same thing so that's that, I 100% agree and Alhamdulillah, thank you for giving us yet another reason to be grateful to be in Singapore, Alhamdulillah for that uh, Alright, so I think we'll, we'll go straight into Ramadan. Uh, you mentioned that you started fasting in 2017, right? Came back to 17, 2017, started to fast. So that was about like 8 years uh, after you become a convert, and you started to fast, right? So um, why did you decide to start fasting in 2017? And and you know what were the circumstances leading to that? Um, if you could yeah, share.
1: Yeah, I, I always tried um, uh, earlier uh, after my conversion, Uh, back in Germany to Forst, it was uh, quite difficult for me um, because of the um, uh, let's say environment long hours it's very long hours partly um, 16 17 hours of of daytime which have to be bridged Um, and to me also um, it, it, it I want Ramadan to to be also useful time I don't want to only sleep around and 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 the whole day and rest just to make it through the day that's not i think that that's not what ramadan is all about so in 2017 when we came over and i had this possibility of these shorter days there um uh, and especially this friendly environment a lot of family members around who work together on the fasting who come together for breaking fast we always go to to the mosques in our neighborhood and uh, and 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 break fasts there even sometimes yeah um during during ramadan uh and I think this was uh, uh, one of the reasons why why i, I decided uh, to to start back then and also another reason is I also want to give for example to my two boys uh yeah? who are very young and and but uh, become of age back then and 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 they should see a proper role model and example of how to live. Um, uh, let's say doing Ramadan.
0: You know? Allah and for 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 that, when you first started to fast, like what were some challenges that you met? Uh, way back in 2017 when during your first Ramadan. I think the challenge
1: is as as I mentioned, and it's I I it's very important to me. Ramadan is not about resting and not about not to me. Uh, it's it's not my understanding. My, my understanding of Ramadan is fasting, uh, being closer to God, but at the same time. Be productive. Have a productive day. Do your duties. Uh, uh, study with study with your kids. Do your homework. Help the wife at home. Do my day job here. Go to work every day. Um, um, I think this is the challenging part: uh, doing fasting, but in the uh, and doing the Ramadan, but in a in a in a useful and 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 fulfilled day. Uh, uh, this is number one. Number two is, of course, if you are an environment like me in a very Western environment here at work as well and colleagues and things like that. Right. So there's things like going out for lunch. No, thank you. I'm, 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 I'm not having lunch today. Yeah. Um, don't worry. Or we just meet for a chat. The other person drinking the coffee. I, I I sit there and, and just enjoy the company. Um, uh, I, I think, um, these were um, uh, 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 challenging aspects. Yeah, uh, um, being being converted in a over over Western, um, let's say, environment at work. Um, mm-hmm. Plus, uh, as I said, the, the 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 target to have a fruitful and useful day as well, despite your fasting. Uh, and I think this is what 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 is a challenge. Uh,
0: right. For- I think uh one of the challenges that you've mentioned is also the challenge that a lot of our guest speakers have mentioned as well, like, this, like the social impact of now fasting, right? Like especially as a convert uh, where outwardly you might not look like a Muslim and when you fast, it is a kind of surefire indication to tell people that, okay, I'm a Muslim now. You don't really have a way to hide it, right? Because just nice the Muslims are fasting for a month and you've not been eating for a month, you know, and you when you add 1 plus 1 and everyone can understand that you're a Muslim. Yes. Uh, and I think a lot of the A lot of them also shared. I think for you maybe as well because you you have your wife to support you through the journey, and uh, I hope in twenty seventeen as well, Darul Akam also played a part in some of the uh, in in assisting you with your first Ramadan. Is that what helps is that when we have a community around ourselves uh, in, in our first few Ramadan. Um, maybe not at work, but outside of work, when we have iftar or you know, when we when we have Sahur for us who have who have already gotten married and have a Muslim family, it really helps to ease the challenges of of you know uh, having our first Ramadan because when we are around people who don't understand what we are going through, it becomes much harder because we view it as like a journey that we have to walk ourselves. But when, when we feel like everyone is doing it, it makes it so much easier to, to do it together. And that's why it's so much easier for us to fast in Ramadan, especially in Singapore, because so many Muslims around us, and we see that everyone is fasting in, in Ramadan. And it makes us feel like we are part of a collective strife yeah. as an ummah, as a community of the Prophet wasallam that we are fasting in the month of Ramadan. And uh, pertaining to the second challenge you mentioned in which is, is to maintain your daily lifestyle, um, you know, uh, even though we are fasting Ramadan, and, th- and that's 100 percent correct. Um depending on ability and also depending on the circumstances, right? Some some might have the ability to spend the, you know um a lot of time in Ramadan in worship, in seeking knowledge, in remembrance, and, and that's for them, right? But for us who have responsibilities in, in, in the matter of Ramadan, maybe for me as a student, my exams are coming, right? Um, just because Ramadan is coming, that doesn't give me like a license to to say that okay, I'm gonna stop my studies now, I'm gonna focus on on, on fasting. And because fasting is going to be difficult, right? I'm going to uh, stop my studies and I'm gonna just going to rest for the entirety, right? And, and of course, we are always reminded with stories of, of, of the pious predecessors where, you know, um, one, one, one man who was fasting at the mosque or he was remembering Allah at the mosque, he, he was told that, you know, the, the other companion or the other person that was, uh, you know, who was a shopkeeper near the market. You no, know, his remembrance of Allah was more praiseworthy. So the man at the mosque, he, he walked out of the mosque. He was he wanted to go and see this guy who was at the shop. Like, what is he doing that is, is so praiseworthy? I, I want to learn from him. So when he went to the shop, he he saw this guy. He was just a normal shopkeeper. He was just attending to his customers, you know, packing the, the grains of rice and passing it to them, getting payment and everything. So he asked, he asked around, like, why do you think like this guy's uh, remembrance of Allah is more praiseworthy than, than mine? And then he was told, Why? Uh, he was told to do this. He to take a bucket of water, put it on top of his head, run to the mosque and, and, and run back. And he did, he did it. He did exactly it. Fill it to the brim and then he ran. He came back. And he was huffing and puffing when he came back. And he was us. So when you were running to the mosque, like, what do you think about? Do you think of Allah? He said, no. Like when I was running to the mosque and running back, all I could think about was the water so that I don't drip it off, over my head, right? And he was said that the shopkeeper is the same thing. He had to tend to so many things. But in the midst of his busyness, he was still remembering Allah. And yeah. that remembrance is more peaceworthy and more valuable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it is indeed that, you know, we, we try to find different ways in our days that we can get blessings right and and just because we have responsibilities and, and now it's Ramadan doesn't mean that we take a pause for the entire month it means what it means to be Muslim a good Muslim then in that month is that we try to carry on with our responsibilities while finding opportunities to yes. be better Muslims right at that maybe setting our intentions better having a better you know characteristics or better values displayed in the month of Ramadan itself and, and this is how we kind of get success in, in the month of Ramadan regardless of the roles that we play in our lives right so it, i think that was a great sharing that was a good reminder for all of us as well so um let's let's talk about like ramadan beyond just the fast right so coming into your fifth ramadan in 2022 this year um i just wanted to ask like what does ramadan mean to you right now what does the month of ramadan mean to you right now
1: it's it's uh, really a time to focus more on on uh, uh, on on prayers on on allah try to um also, find valuable time together with the family. Yeah, uh, this is uh, something which is really nice to come together, break fast together. It gives it's it's very peaceful time. Yeah, um, uh, coming from um, a Christian background myself, it reminds me always a little bit on the on the Advent period, you know, before Christmas time, something like that. You know, um, where it's very peaceful and you you know you 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 work together. With your loved ones uh, to achieve the goal, right?
0: Alhamdulillah. And I, I think a lot of us also we we forget that, um, in we forget that in, in the month of Ramadan it is the month of the Quran, right? And and we focus a lot of acts of worship, but outside of that we we, we tend to you know uh, focus, we tend to view it as our circular matters as circularly. Uh, and then religious matters religiously. And then yeah. maybe after Maghrib, then we, we start to focus more on Islam and, and everything else. But we forget that indeed the Quran came to us as a, as a community, as a manual for our acts of worship. But inside the Quran itself, there are so many more verses that are talking about good character. There's so many more verses talking about enjoining kinship. There's so many more verses talking about being good to our neighbors, being good to everyone around us, how to be patient, you know, how to be grateful. And, and since it's the month of the Quran and since this is the month that the Quran is sent down, shouldn't we be celebrating that we still have this miracle with us by portraying the essence of the Quran, you know, yeah. not just in the specific acts of worship, but, you know, these characteristics that are taught to, to us can be extended to every single thing that we do in our lives, right? So as, as you mentioned, you know, a part of that is in the month of Ramadan itself, we try to do better to our family members. We try to be better Muslims to our, to our neighbors. And especially in month of Ramadan, maybe we try to spread the beauty of the Quran more because this is the month of the Quran, the month that Quran was sent down, the month where, you know, this month, imagine humanity was changed forever, you know, to the end of times. This, this month where the, the, the revelation by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had the power to not just change one or two things in our lives, right? Everything in our lives changed, you know, when the Quran came down, you know, the guidance in which the Quran gave us, uh, that Allah gave us with. So indeed, you know, not just in, in our prayers, not just in specific acts of worship, like the remembrance of Allah, in the way that we speak to people, there is goodness, in the way that we smile and we, we, we help other people, there is the teachings of the Quran. So, so you're, you're right, you know, Quran, uh, Ramadan is a way for us to be reminded and, and act on all the good things that we, we, we will uh, learn in the Quran. And we well, have not everything at one shot, uh, you know, it, it might be too difficult. So maybe mm-hmm. one, one or two things we, we pick out from the Quran, we, we try to implement it every single Ramadan. And inshallah, every Ramadan, we start to see ourselves growing more and more, inshallah. Right. So coming on to the last part of the podcast, I just wanted to ask you uh, for all those brothers and sisters, be it born Muslims or converts, right, who are starting their fast this Ramadan, like what advice can you give to them uh, from your experiences that will make it easier for them?
1: Try your very best and don't be too hard on yourself. Uh, I think this is, doesn't mean uh, you, you cannot make a day because you, uh, you suddenly fell sick or or you you just couldn't manage it because of some reason it makes you a bad Muslim. That's not I don't I don't believe this is the case. Uh, so try your very best. Have fun with it. Uh, I think this is uh, and enjoy the time. This this is all it comes down to. I I hope you make it through completely, but enjoy it. That's right. First. right.
0: Right. That, that's great. That's great advice. Even in the Quran, Allah said that if we are not able to make the fast, we can pay it back after Ramadan, right? And and definitely to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the sincerity and the strife. It's, it's not mainly about the results, right? So perhaps we might try our best and we might only be able to fast 20 days out of 30. Yeah. That's good enough. You know, next Ramadan, we try harder. We try again. But eventually, if, if our strife is... is if the, what it takes, the kind of willpower it takes to fast 20 days is much more than a, a born Muslim who has been fasting, or maybe a Muslim who has been fasting for 10 years and it's easy for them to fast 30 days. This strive would be more valuable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than someone's strive to just fast 30 days uh, and it might be easy to them. So, so indeed, um, we, we, we try to find where, where our limits is. We try to push it there. But if, if we happen to go beyond, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, we are not able to fulfill Uh, the entire month of Ramadan, the the fast of 30 days, we can still pay it back. There are ways for us to pay it back. And that it itself is a mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well. So, uh, and lastly, before we end the podcast, I just wanted to ask you for yourself, you know, this Ramadan, uh, going to your fifth Ramadan, uh, what is one, Act of worship, or what is one sunnah that you like to adopt during Ramadan? And hopefully, inshallah, after you've adopted it this Ramadan, we try to keep it to the rest of our lives until we pass through, until Allah decides to take us back to Him and we can present this deed that we've done consistently throughout the rest of our lives to Him.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think for me uh, personally, I'd like to um, have a target to, to make sure I, I do my uh, regular prayers mm-hmm. consistently during the time and after yeah i think this is um this is this is the goal you know
0: alhamdulillah Uh, um sometimes even prayers also like if you do it on time that that can be a challenging task right uh especially when we're working or studying we have we have you know certain timelines for us to meet um, maybe certain meetings it's hard for us to pray on time so even praying on time itself is, is is a very praiseworthy thing that we that we can try to adopt you know and and it's really challenging for all those who Try, have tried to pray maybe within 10 minutes of the Azan, right? We all know that it really is challenging, you know. Uh, and 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 as you mentioned, uh, the prayers before and after the the the, the uh, our, our obligatory prayers, right? So um, just to share there's a narration that the Prophet has said that um, you know if you pray these 12 prayers, 12 additional prayers across the course of the day, right? Uh, you know, a castle for you will be built in 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 paradise. And these 12 prayers are the two prayers before Subo. It means Subo is the first prayer of, of uh dawn and uh, four prayers before Zoho, which is uh, the afternoon prayers, and two prayers after uh Zoho. So that makes it two plus four plus two, it'll be eight ready. And then for the for Asa prayers, which is the uh, mid-afternoon prayers, there is no additional uh, prayers that are uh, they are very they are, they are highly recommended. Um after Maghrib, which is the uh, dusk prayers. Uh, there's 2 additional prayers and after Ishaq which is the evening prayers there are 2 additional prayers so that makes 12 so if you pray this 12 and you can make it a goal to pray this additional 12 prayers in the month of Ramadan a castle will be built everyday if you're able to do so uh, you know in Jannah and of course if something was was built for you in Jannah then eventually you have to go there to claim it inshallah so so that's one way that we can you know consistently ensure that we are, we are doing good deeds and drawing us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by performing more sunnah of the Prophet so thank you Brother Harold for coming up to share your experiences and, and some of your wisdom for us uh, in this episode it was really a pleasure uh, you know talking to you and even before uh, we started the podcast uh, it's really extremely nice to have a conversation with you I hope you come back, you know, uh, to share about your full convert story in, in due time. Uh-huh. Yeah, hamdulillah, inshallah. But at this point of time, I'd like to make a small prayer for you and your family. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make your family and your Ramadan a success and fill it up with barakah, with unity and with peace, you know, in this month of Ramadan. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept your Ramadan, your family's Ramadan as well. mean So we'll end this podcast by reciting Tasbir Kafara and Surah Al-Asr. Subhanaka Allahumma bihamdika ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim wal asl innal insana lafi khus illa alladhina amanu wa amilus salihati wa tawassaw bil haqqi wa tawassaw bis sabr. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah.